Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. And our next guest, uh, joining the show via the John Schuster Gold Banker Hotline, I came across him in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. I saw several interviews that he did for the news outlets. Um, Whenever there's health issues and concerns, specifically in a pandemic like we were dealing with, I'm going to trust the scientists. I'm going to trust the uh, the medical community, the doctors out there, not just somebody out there on a podcast. And when I came across Dr. Peter Hotez, Dean of the National School of Tropical Medicine at Baylor uh, College of Medicine and co-director of the Texas Children's Hospital Center for Vaccine Development, I uh, I loved everything about him, his candor, his 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 approach, uh, just him getting the information out to us because he cares about all of us as Americans and trying to do his part in the world with the vaccine research. And he joins us now here on the Lake Show. First off, Dr. Hotez, I appreciate your time this evening. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Great to great to be on. Absolutely. All right. You, you've devoted your life to developing vaccines. I, I want to start with when and why did vaccines become a passion of yours? Yeah, early on. Uh, you know, I uh, did my medical degree and my Ph.D. in a combined MD-PhD program in New York City at Rockefeller University. It used to be the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research and then while Cornell Medical College right next to each other. And, uh, you know, the motto of Rockefeller University is science for the benefit of humanity. And I thought making vaccines was the highest expression of that. So I began working on a human hookworm disease vaccine. Hookworm is a parasitic disease affecting hundreds of millions of people in low and middle income countries in Africa, Asia, Latin America. And I applied the new science of molecular biology to the study of hookworm. And now 40 years later, that vaccine's in phase two clinical trials, which is often about the right time frame for a lot of these vaccines. So it's been a lifelong uh, passion of mine to make the vaccines. I like to say making the vaccines that the big pharma companies tend not to want to make because they're vaccines for people who live in extreme poverty. And then we turned our program to COVID because we had been working on coronavirus vaccines 12 years ago. Back before they were fashionable, nobody cared about coronavirus vaccines back then. And we used the same approach, low-cost technologies, 2 to $3 a dose, and wound up making two vaccines in collaboration with our partners in India and Indonesia, reaching uh, 100 million people, including one of the first halal COVID vaccines for, for Indonesia. So, uh, that that was the planned part. I think the unplanned part was back then, you know, when I was a medical student, a graduate student and resident, I never dreamed of an anti-vaccine movement, but I've been taking that on. And that's been maybe the one of the toughest challenges of all. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get to that here in just a little bit. But, you know, you, you mentioned big pharma companies. Um, one of the things that you have done, and I commend you for this, you've helped create a, a COVID-19 vaccine outside of the big pharma companies. 
That that's right. And uh, you know, we you know, it's not to demonize the pharma companies either. They do what they do, but I think it's important that we have an alternative model. I think, you know, uh, you know, by the end of 2020, early 2021, frantic phone ministers of health and ministers of science in low-income countries, when they realized that the mRNA vaccines weren't coming or the particle vaccines, because when you focus on a new technology, as any engineer will tell you, there's a learning curve before you go from zero to the, the 15 billion doses that were needed, and they were they were being cut out. And so we decided is our same approach that we've been using for our parasitic disease vaccines. We had been applying that to SARS and MERS. If you remember, those were the original coronavirus pandemics. And we applied it to COVID-19. It looked like a great vaccine. It was highly protective and non-human primates. So we licensed it with no patent, no strings attached to India, Indonesia, Bangladesh. And they were fantastic. They scaled it up and produced it. And um, as I say, 100 million doses got administered. So that was very satisfying to be able to provide that alternative model. We're talking to Dr. Peter Hotez here on The Lake Show on News Talk. 830-WCCO has a new book out. Uh, it's called The Deadly Rise of Anti-Science, A Scientist Warning. And he's joining us here on The Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. You have a daughter, Rachel, um, who has autism, and it was not caused by vaccines. And one of the things that you wanted folks to know is that, you know, if if – if I don't stand up for vaccines, who will? That's one of the messages that you wanted to put out there. Just talk about, um, you know, that kind of became the start of you kind of pushing back against those people that are pushing the anti-vaccine movement. Yeah, that was the original false assertion, the false claims that vaccines cause autism. And and in fact, unfortunately, the, some of the lead anti-vaccine activists descended on Minnesota and the Twin Cities. Um to target the Somali immigrant community and try to convince them that vaccines cause autism. They did a lot of damage. But, you know, I knew there was no link, and the data has since supported that. So uh, here I was, a vaccine scientist, pediatrician, a daughter with autism and intellectual disabilities. If I didn't say something, who would? So I wrote the book. The book was called Vaccines Did Not Cause Rachel's Autism. And it was a very meaningful book and experience, but it also made me public enemy number one or two with anti-vaccine groups because they were monetizing the Internet, selling phony baloney autism cures and nutritional supplements that nobody needed and anti-vaccine books on Amazon. So I was hurting their bottom line. So they were very aggressive with me for writing that book. But I felt it was important to set the record straight. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Why do you think that far-right extremist groups attach themselves to the anti-vaccine movement? I mean, you've even had Steve Bannon call you a criminal. Yeah, so like the band because you're a criminal, you got to take that seriously, right? Um, boy, yeah, I mean, that was the that was the next version 2.0 of the anti-vaccine movement, maybe because we were taking some of the wind out of their sails or on the phony autism stuff, uh, that they needed a new thing. And they got themselves attached to political extremism on the far right here in Texas. Uh, PAC money started going to anti-vaccine groups around this propaganda term called medical freedom, health freedom. And um, they started getting PAC money. And um, then they were lobbying legislatures, legislators here in Texas and states like Oklahoma and elsewhere to to run, to to help support candidates run on anti-vaccine platforms. It made no sense, but it made sense because I think for anti-vaccine groups, they needed a new thing. I was taking the wind out of their sails. And I think for the far right, they got this ready-made group of adherents. And and that's what took off during COVID. And this is the hardest thing to talk about and the hardest thing to talk about in the book is that, you know, after vaccines became widely available in 2021 in the United States, so many Americans died because they refused to take a COVID vaccine, including 40,000 people in my state of Texas needlessly died during the Delta and BA1 waves in 2021, 2022, and 200,000 Americans overall because they believe the funny rhetoric um, um, from the far right. And, you know, this was amplified every night on Fox News, and it was documented by two groups, Media Matters, a watchdog group, and a research group out of a Federal University of Science and Technology in Zurich every night. You know, those night- nighttime Fox News anchors amplified phony anti-vaccine messages and and then members of the U.S. House Freedom Caucus piled on the CPAC Conference of Conservatives in Dallas in 2021 as the Delta wave was unfolding. At first, they're going to vaccinate you. Then they're going to take away your guns and your Bibles. And as ridiculous as that sounds to us, people bought it in, in, in my state of Texas and elsewhere and ultimately paid for it with their lives. And you had a senator from Wisconsin holding vaccine injury roundtables and Senator Rand Paul piling on it, and, and it killed people. It mm. resulted in 200,000 Americans needlessly dying. And and that's why I wrote the second book, the next book, to called The Rise of Anti-Science, so it never happens again. Yeah, you know, and this next person I want to ask you about is not necessarily, I, I guess, identified as far right. Uh, I would kind of look at him as an extremist, though. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he, he's been really, really negative towards you. Um, he doesn't want to follow the science, it sounds like, when you've had previous conversations with you. And I applaud you for not taking the bait and accepting the uh, the Joe Rogan invitation to debate RFK Jr. on vaccines. Will you tell my listening audience why uh, debating him would actually hurt the work that you and other scientists do? 
Well, there are a few things that were going on. One, first of all, I had a number of discussions with him over the years. In 2017, when he came out and said that President Trump was going to bring him on to head of vaccine commission, I got asked by the National Institutes of Health leadership to talk to him because I had a daughter with autism, could explain why vaccines didn't cause autism. And I agreed to that. It was brokered by a third party. And we had a number of long phone calls and emails. And But he was just dug in. I mean, he wasn't listening to me or the science. He had his own preset notions. So I knew it was not going to be productive having a public debate with him. But also, I thought it sent the wrong message that that science is something up for clever debate. I mean, that's not how we do science. We, we know how we do science. We, we write our publications and we submit them to journals for peer review. They require major, major revisions. Sometimes they get rejected. Same with our grant applications or we presented scientific meetings in front of our peers for critical review. And it's a process that's been working for a couple of hundred years very successfully. I can't think of any example where science was actually advanced through debate. Right? I understand 18th century enlightened philosophy is up for debate. I understand politics is up for debate, but not science. And, you know, there were examples, Niels Bohr and Einstein engaging in celebrated public discussions, but that wasn't really debate. It was two colleagues that valued each other having a public discussion. So science is not something that you, you debate, especially with someone like that who's weaponizing the science and health communication and frankly, I didn't want to help him in his election bid. That, and, you know, according to some political pundits, that was all about. They wanted me to legitimize him as a serious presidential candidate. And I didn't particularly want to help him with that either. So for all those reasons, I declined to uh, to debate him. Yeah, we're talking to uh, Dr. Peter Hotez here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. I got two final questions for you, doctor, and I appreciate your time. Uh, one of the things that you mention and discuss in one of the chapters of your book is red COVID. Can you can you tell me what, what is red COVID? Yeah, so this gets back to what I was talking about when you talk about Republican majority states or counties, red states, red counties versus Democrat blue states, blue counties. You know, there are multiple analyses done by the New York Times, which actually coined the term David, that's a term from David Leonhardt of the New York Times, but also Axios did this, National Public Radio, Charles Gabba, the health analyst that does ACA signups, you know, was pioneer of really crunching the data. And it showed that the deaths after vaccines became widely available in the spring of 2021 with the, after the, with the Delta and BA1 waves overwhelmingly in red states, and the redder the county is measured by Republican voters, the lower the immunization rate and higher the death rate, hence the term. And it's painful to talk about, right? Because all of our training is physicians and scientists say, you know, you're not really supposed to talk about Republicans and Democrats and liberals or conservatives. We have to be politically neutral. And I get that. And it's not that I care about anyone's political leanings or even extremist leanings. But somehow we have to uncouple the anti-science from this because 200,000 Americans died because of that. And it breaks my heart. These are some of the most wonderful people in places like Texas. They were victims of a very predatory, aggressive anti-vaccine movement. You know, I I guess in my final question, you you said something uh, in an interview recently that stood out to me because I I care about my life. I care about my family's life. I care about all Americans' lives. I care about people all across the world. But you said that um, you thought that there was going to be another, I I don't know if if it was another pandemic specifically or virus you thought that could come out between now and 2030 
Do you, do you think that we could be on uh, the road to having another pandemic here in the in the near future? You know, one of the most common questions I'm asked is, hey, Doc, what the heck is going on? And by that, they mean, okay, you had Ebola in 2014 that hit Dallas, then Texas, and then you had Zika in 2016 hit Florida and Texas. Then comes COVID-19. Now, what the heck is going on? And the answer is these viruses are emerging because of changes in bat migration due to climate change. Bats are the reservoir hosts for Ebola and coronaviruses. Um, the or increasing urbanization, deforestation. So pandemics tragically are a new normal. And with coronaviruses alone, we had SARS, severe acute respiratory syndrome in 2002. And that was the first major pandemic coronavirus that affected Toronto, Ontario. And then you had Middle Eastern respiratory syndrome, MERS in 2012, and then COVID-19 in 2019. And we all know what that was about. So every six, seven years, we're seeing a major pandemic arise. And so by that reasoning, before 2030, we should expect a fourth one. And and we're not ready for it. Wow. Uh, Dr. Peter Hotez, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I've been wanting to get you on the show here for quite some time. So I'm I'm so happy that things uh, worked out. Go buy his new book, The Deadly Rise of Anti-Science, A Scientist Warning. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us here on WCCO. Uh, Thanks for having me, and I appreciate all your great work. All right. Take care. That's Dr. Peter Hotez, dean of the National School of Medicine at the Baylor College of Medicine and co-director of the Texas Children's Hospital Center for Vaccine Development, joining us here on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.